I V M. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode of Getting Meta. Now that the ten interviews are formally over, I'd like to share some. you know extra stuff with you for being a listener and assuming that you stayed subscribed to this feed so i'm guessing that you like the stuff that i put out so i'm going to share with you over the next 3 weeks three interviews that i did with other ivm shows or other shows on the ivm network for this week and the next week i have the interviews that i did with ashtin doctor ashtin runs this brilliant podcast called the habit coach and trust me if you liked getting meta i think you'll get a lot out of ashtin's habit coach as well where he speaks to a variety of people for uh, around all sorts of things uh, and i would definitely ask you to check that out so i appeared on ashtin's show on the 17th of august 2021 and the 19th of august 2021 uh, it's basically one interview that are split across two different episodes and uh, i'd love to share those with you over here as well in case you haven't heard those and it's also a great sampler i would like to think into the habit coach and would highly recommend that you check that show out as well just search for the habit coach on your podcast app of choice So in this first episode which I'm going to be playing right after this intro uh we talk about getting meta we talk about why the sh- why I started the show uh some learnings from the show uh, and um you know of my speaking to so many great people uh in those 10 episodes and all that so um yeah uh, it con- consider this and the next episode sort of like a wrap up to getting meta itself i've been thinking of putting out a you know my learnings and all that so hey i thought i'd already done that before and in with a great host as well so i hope you enjoy this um so here we go here's part 1 of my conversation with ashtin doctor deepak welcome to the happy coach podcast hey thanks so much ashtin it's an absolute pleasure to be here i'm so excited about this because you know this whole idea behind your podcast getting meta is so interesting right because of understanding the way guests you know uh think and i think that's a fantastic approach that you have but you've hosted other podcasts in the past just tell us a little bit about you and and the best podcast that you hosted oh goodness how much time this podcast is stop talking about them so so, they, so anyway i am a content and marketing freelancer i work and live in mumbai and i've spent a life in advertising marketing events that sort of space and yeah right now i'm just a happy freelancer uh, with my wife and three cats uh, not all of them contract contribute to <laughs> uh, 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 to putting food on the table but um podcasts have been a side project for a while now so i uh, started off as anybody else by listening to international shows my particular favorite show was this uh, british show called the bugle not sure if you have heard of it um it's andy zolsman who used to write a lot of funny stuff for crick info and mm-hmm. uh John Oliver who of course went on to become a big name later in the US oh, wow. the, the last yeah so uh the bugle is actually one of the longest running shows uh, uh podcast ever back in 2006 and 7 before podcasts were you know a thing mm. um and i was a ardent follower of that show and later i wanted to do something like that but with news in india with some sort of thing you know it was a very vague sort of uh, 
uh, idea that I had. I mean, long story short, Simplified was born out of that. Me and my good friend Narin, Narendra Shanoi, uh, we started it. And then the good folks at IBM uh, said, yeah, you guys uh, come on board and let's give you a proper mic instead of you switching off the fan and recording with your phones. Uh, and from there, we added a couple more hosts, uh, Tony and Shriket. Uh, not in that order and simplified has been a show that's gone on for about 200 episodes and is basically fun look at uh, everything that happens around us and our idea is very simple uh, to make you marginally smarter than when you started listening to the episode It's basically just a lot of uh, wikipedia research and poor jokes then <laughs> along the way there was another show i started called the origin of things which is a short format show where i give the origin of a brand but reveal the name of the brand only at the end. So it's like a dramatized origin of the brand. And I keep, for me, the challenge is to keep the listener guessing till the last moment. And that often means hiding not just the brand, but also the category. Because you can't say, okay, today I'm going to be talking about a whiskey brand. So then hmm. you, know, you already narrowed down people's head what that could be. So then you have to say, okay, how do I deceive it further? Then we have to talk about, say, drinks in general. And then, oh, it's not Johnny Walker. He was talking about it because he ended up being pistolary. Spoiler Interesting. Alert. But you know, hmm. stuff like that. So this was actually inspired. Yeah, thanks. That was actually inspired by a show called The Way I Heard It by uh, hmm. Mike Rove. He is an international podcaster and he does the same format, but for people. Right. So hmm. that was pretty interesting. I thought, I thought, hey, I'd like to do the same thing with brands. So that's two seasons and 50 episodes old. And I am going to start working on season three right now. Along the way, then came the idea for another show on productivity, etc. And you know, everything has still now has been inspired by something. Simplified was inspired with Bugle. This was, uh, Origin of Things was inspired by the way I heard it. And I'm a big fan of the Tim Ferriss show. I am guessing you might have heard of it as well, given, mm -hmm. the, given the content of your show. Uh, and I've been an ardent follower of that show. And to me, what was most interesting, Ashton, was from that show, the lessons I took away the most were not from people I knew or from spaces that I typically, you know, uh, follow myself, right? Um, and that I realized was a great way of thinking or a great way of interviewing, not about, okay, how did you become, a, like, for example, when he interviewed Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, the interview was less about bodybuilding and more about his habits. I thought, oh, that that is brilliant. I want to do something like that. And I always vainly wanted to have a one-on-one -on -one interview show. It's been a dream of mine for a while. And I thought, okay, this is perfect. Let's, this is the right time to do something like this uh, as well. So I launched it. And uh, and for me, uh, the idea was to speak to uh, 10 people across disciplines uh, in India. Uh, and that's what I've done. I've done 10 episodes. And but as a time of this recording, we've got six episodes that are out right now. And uh, the reception has been pretty decent for now for me to think that there is uh, life in this beast to do a second season. So that's my podcast journey, I know it's a long answer, but uh, yeah, I've mucked around for a while and I've got three shows, I suppose. So yeah, uh, getting yeah. meta as the latest experiment from there and uh, pretty happy with how it's uh, come out till now. Brilliant. You know, the first podcast I ever listened to was also a British show. Yeah. It was called uh, The History of the World in 100 Objects. Oh, yes. Yes. It's a beautiful show and I, and I was hooked onto it. Every single time I was in the car, I was listening to it. And Lovely. this was way back when, like 10, yeah. maybe more years ago. Yeah, yeah. Before podcasting, it was even a thing here. Yeah. Right? And, um, and, and exactly what you said, you know, it's so interesting learning from different people in different fields. And there's this uh, thing called the Medici effect. Have you heard of it? The? Medici effect. So the no, Medici, Medici, depending mm -hmm. on how you pronounce it, was this family in the in Italy and they started the Renaissance because oh. of the amount of money that they have. They kept 
bringing in scientists and artists into venice and as a result it became a melting pot of different ideas ah, from okay. different uh, fields and as a result the ideas that came out from there were completely unique because now there was a fisherman sitting next to a scientist in right. a bar and they were having a conversation about how to catch a cut put, put particular kind of fish without hooks so it's quite an interesting way of thinking and growing and learning that's amazing i just wish there was a podcast at that point of time that would have been so fascinating to hear those sort of yeah i mean i'm a big fan of you know, these uh, intersections and yeah. i think there's so much opportunity uh, to learn from there and create content in that space absolutely brilliant so chuck what are um, some of the habits that you're going to talk to us about today so let's start off by jumping into it with yeah. we've decided that from each of your guests we're going to pick up one or two or three habits or whatever that yeah. that they that you feel were interesting in the conversation that you had with them yeah uh, it's interesting you were asking me this as next week because uh, when uh, you had uh, kindly uh, uh, asked me to come on to your show i was actually putting together like uh, okay what am i i've done 10 interviews so what are my learnings overall like there are going to be some common strains throughout right it's not like okay here are three things i learned from this guy three things i learned from that person etc etc Hmm. um when you consolidate all that together you see there are some very very uh common themes across all of those and hmm. that really is what i wanted to talk about today uh, but i think meta also, learnings yeah meta learnings from the meta, <laughs> meta by the way the the name getting meta itself uh, was created during the show itself when i the first interview i did was with uh, amit verma uh, seen hmm. and the unseen uh, the brains behind it and the writer Uh, and when i started the recording with him i said listen i don't have a name for the show but i am going out on limb and thinking that something that you say during the show uh, will become the title for the show and that's the sort of challenge that we gave ourselves and he kept saying getting meta getting meta something meta like that and i wrote down that and a couple of other things and towards the end it's still there at the end of the first episode if you listen to it we decide on the name for the show during the Uh, show itself. so pretty uh, kicked about how that came about <laughs> but no so i've interviewed amit verma who's a writer i've interviewed i've interviewed um entrepreneurs which are dimant parekh from the better india slash better home and uh, meeta malhotra who was part of rayan keshavan and then started a whole bunch of other things mm-hmm. i've interviewed a uh, fellow podcaster usam mamoria who runs postcards from nowhere because i just love his way of thinking mm-hmm. uh, i interviewed uh, some people who i personally have admired for a long time uh one because of the public work somebody like krisha shok who is very well known in the south indian space for creating all sorts of crazy content uh, and in my mind is uh, is a criminally underrated humorist across the board uh and also i wanted to speak to friends as well friends who i think you know we all have that friend i think like oh he's leading a sorted life like what are the decisions that he took in order to get there they may not be public personas like i interviewed rohan joshi as well and there's a lot mm. to take away from there as well and uh, as i'm sure you know but rohan is out there right he's got millions of followers because of the uh, type of work he's done but i also have friends who maybe just have 500 600 followers uh, so aren't you know <laughs> quote mm. unquote influencers as they say but mm. they still lead that sort of sorted life and you say oh wow if i'm at the age of 60 if i lead a life like that and i can you know say that i've done a great job so I was very keen to speak to people like that. So when I started the show I was very selective in terms of the guests I was picking. One because I needed to know them personally, right? I didn't want to go out and learn about them via Wikipedia because I wasn't really talking about their work. It I mm. wasn't talking about okay how do you go from here to here to here because I really wanted to talk about their process, how they think through the whole thing. Rohan for example, I've been following his work for a long time because I was at OML as well. I've gotten to know him a little I uh, some parts of him personally as well. So uh, uh burnt my fingers with stand up as well long back so fairly familiar with some of his work 
beyond what people have seen in public. So I was able to prod those questions. And one thing I'm very proud of is I think that I asked a lot of questions that all of these guys, many of whom have been interviewed many times before, haven't been asked before. And I think, and that's not a boast really, that's really just a nature of talking to the person more than the achievement, if that sort of makes sense, you know, uh, and that's something I very consciously wanted to do. Uh, so yeah, that's a mm. sense of the, the human behind the avatar almost. Pretty much, pretty much. Mm. Uh, mm. Because one thing I, so for me, the aim of the show really was somebody from who's working in one field should be able to get lessons from somebody working in a completely different field. Mm. Right? For me, that was really what Tim, the Tim Ferriss show gave me. And that's really something I wanted to do with getting better. And I think that's sort of, uh, sort of work. Uh, so that's a like type of people that I spoke to uh, across the board, whole bunch of folks. Really, I don't want to give out all the names uh, uh, right now because some of the episodes are still not released, and I'd like to. Uh, uh, I don't want to give everything as a spoiler. Yeah. Um, okay. So some common things over. I don't know, Ashwin, whether you would uh, call this ha- call some of these habits. But for me, if I were to sum up the series into like five or six points for people to take away uh this is like sort of what i would say the first mm-hmm. i think and the most important thing is uh this is something that came across in every single show i did which was collect as many dots as possible mm-hmm. right which is to say as many experiences as many data points as many whatever it is you know draw that map in your head whenever you read something see where it you know falls into place uh collect as many experiences as you can try and cross pollinate from each other and all that. I haven't phrased it very well. I know Uh, Mm -hmm. I probably picked an easier one to start with, but this is something that I think everybody said, which is uh, just keep adding dots to your head. Basically another way of saying collect as much knowledge as you can. And what I find interesting about knowledge is that it's, or when these guys say dots, it's it's not necessarily factual knowledge. Like when we go to school, we say you have to uh, st- study everything by heart. So mm. that was our definition of knowledge back in the day. But what I realized is knowledge is, could be factual. It could be uh, your experiences and it could be your reactions to certain things. It could be, um, it, it could be, um, uh, you know what you took away from a certain experience and seeing where else have I felt that experience before and drawing parallels from completely different industries. Like I work in marketing, for example, and there are so many things that, you know, I've heard some of these guests say at a personal level on the show, which resonated from a marketing sense for a brand or something like that. If you know, if that sort of makes sense. So the more dots mm. you can uh, have in your head, I think uh, the smarter you end up becoming and the more, uh, as Amit or as Amit and Krish said, uh, Krish Ashok said, you just end up becoming more interesting as a person <laughs> to talk to. So that's one thing I, I would say. I know it's a bit of a clunky one, but uh, that's off the bat. No, but it's actually a very interesting one because there are multiple uses for this. Yeah. So like um, Ashok said that, there's this concept called becoming an interesting person. Yeah. And many a times we get, meaning I get DMs ask, telling me that, you know, I don't know how to talk to people. Mm. I'm unsure. Do I, am I an interesting person? Am I not? And I think this is a very, very important fact yeah. because the more experiences you've had, the more ways in which that you can start conversations with people. Yeah. Right. Like um, the other day, somebody was saying that, how do you manage to talk to anybody and everybody? I was like, you talk to anybody and everybody because you have a fertile mind that has picked up so much information over the past. And I think that is what is important. So picking up, allowing that information to, you know, germinate in your mind, grow in your mind, and then using it to connect the dots, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. How are some of the other ways in which the guests have 
phrase this if if i can ask you that uh i mean it's come in different ways like uh, ashok said connect uh, get dots uh, amit would say something like it doesn't matter where you get knowledge from as long as you get it from somewhere so uh i mean he emphasized a lot on reading but was also very very clear on saying that you know knowledge can you can get knowledge from a tiktok video or uh, you know a youtube channel or a podcast or from anywhere so it doesn't need to be formally in the structure of a book book you know in that sense uh, some others do it by experience and by you know or through um just speaking to other people for instance like i can say i have got a lot of dots just by virtue of speaking to so many people myself so uh i think but it all uh comes down to you know just collect as many points as bullet points as you can in your head but actually what i wanted to follow up with that is actually based on something that you said right now which was pretty interesting um you know there there are many people right who ping and say like how do i talk to somebody how do i uh, how, uh, you know uh, this always is feeling of this sort of feeling that i'm not good enough to start something or you know whatever the case may be <laughs> uh, and you know growing up i was an extremely insecure kid like i i was surrounded by a lot of cool kids quote and quote right and i always you know we always want to be like the cool kids in school and what i realized what ended up uh, uh, you know what ends up happening when you are in those uh, very formative years is that you end up trying to gravitate towards the mean in some sense you lose the flavor that is you and you end up becoming like every you, you know you end up trying to do that um, but what i realized over a period of time and i think it was my in my episode mm-hmm. with utsav that i spoke to this about um it's just a testament to the quality of conversation that i can't place exactly which one came from uh, came from where all 10 episodes are great please go listen to them uh, uh where he said something uh, where we both discuss something like it is really your imperfections that make you and give you that advantage so for example if you are a small town guy don't look at it as a disadvantage and try to become a big town person don't try to learn how to do that you, you are at an advantage now compared to everybody else from a content creation point of view if that's the end goal because now you can now look at things from this way so utsav for example um he says that postcards from nowhere couldn't have happened if he weren't from a small town and he is from a small town anand uh, relatively speaking in gujarat and he says because he was so curious as a child because he didn't have so many places to go to within his city and he was always looking forward to travel he looked at travel from a completely different lens and i thought that was fantastic like so for anyone who's listening to this and think that you are at a certain you know this quote unquote disadvantage congratulations because that is your advantage now look at now from your perspective how does everything else sort of make sense and it makes so much sense in hindsight because when you look at the greatest content creation exercises from the last few years everybody comes from a distinct advantage like you take something like a morning brew in the space of finance for example why has that become so successful because they don't approach it like a traditional newspaper they approach it from up from the point of view of a person who doesn't know finance which i think is a fascinating approach and such a huge uh and such a huge market so uh, i think that's very very interesting uh, I, like there are so many theories and stuff that i have right now but something that i am broadly thinking in my head right now is something that i'd like to call the uh, harsha bokle effect which is to say that you don't need to necessarily be a great cricketer in order to be a great cricket analyst you know if that makes sense uh, similarly you don't need to be a great musician in order to be a say a rock critic you don't need to be a chef in order to be a food writer or something of that sort uh, and i think once you get over that right um, there is it's it's very liberating it's very liberating to think that hey you can do absolutely anything like mm-hmm. if you have no idea about finance at all 
well done that is your route into uh, creating finance content because guess what there are probably millions of others who feel the same way uh, you you become their voice in some way and i think tanmay's latest uh, series that he's done on uh, youtube is a perfect testament to that he's no financial whiz by himself he's just learning things as he goes along uh, and i think that's such a powerful idea so for anyone who is listening to this and uh, you know anyone who is thinking can i start and all that uh, i think that would be uh, one piece of advice which then segues into advice number 2 which is i think the first thing on the sh- on the first piece of advice given out on the show from the first episode itself which amit says on content creation is just start like many times we overthink we overanalyze we try to get to the perfect product like the perfect podcast script or the perfect youtube video or something like it hardly ever happens that way uh and uh just start make mistakes it's not like the world is sitting with bated breath to <laughs> listen to yet another podcast so just try stuff put it out there iterate as you go along uh don't be embarrassed by what you put out uh earlier just start get feedback i try to see who is uh, see who's listening see who's not listening or consuming uh, and you know as long as you enjoy it as long as you enjoy the process of content creation rather than chasing metrics or even numbers and things like that uh, things will work out uh, things will work out pretty well so those are like two i think related pieces of advice uh, that i'd like to say I think that's brilliant because the second one which is all about just starting yeah for many people that's the trip up you know that mm. is like the the graveyard is filled with the best ideas that could have yeah. changed the world right yeah. because all, it all remains as an idea until you actually do something about it correct and uh, there are two ways in which I th- I like to think about it one is I start not even before it's half baked before it's gone into the oven I only thought about it and I and I've launched it because if not then the momentum will break yeah. and I know it will never happen Yeah. So how do you get into that habit of just starting and putting it out? Like when people tell me, you know, Ashton, which episode should I start listening to? Should I start from episode 500 and something or should I start from episode 1? Like I was saying, you have to start with a half baked one. And when people say yeah. that um which one should I listen to? Episode 1, episode 500 is like please don't start with episode 1 because I'm like super embarrassed about them. But you realize that you start getting yeah. better as it progresses. And uh, you've done must have done three episode zeros by now which is the first episode that you ever record <laughs> yeah yeah and this is the first time i ever went into a studio and amit was there and, and i think to record that 4 minute piece took us about 45 minutes of constant mm. editing 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 because it was just so difficult but you had to throw yourself into it and yeah. learn to swim i think yeah. that is one important aspect of it yeah and i think that's true no matter which content medium you're going after be it video be it uh, audio like this be it writing i mean or it could be something else completely different you might have a twitch channel or something like that um but yeah just just start i think mm. uh, you figure out lessons along the way and it's not like your first idea might end up being the idea that works right you might try something and then realize hey wow this is what work like the, the, uh, like uh, slack was initially a gaming company flickr was initially something else in fact both of them were kind of related mm. um you know so pivots happen all the time uh, but you know uh, Uh, we can never predict that matter yeah we can never yeah we can never predict luck but uh, you can do whatever you can to you know give yourself chances to get luck if that makes sense well that sounds a little cheesy actually 
it is you have to be in the maidan to win na so you have ah, to create yeah, your luck that's, yeah, that's that's put much better than how i phrased it i think because you have to be there if you're not yeah. there how will you get lucky yeah yeah right? absolutely so, matlab you have to put yourself out there's like how people come and say you know ashton i'm not finding a boy i'm not finding a boy i was like how many boys have you met <laughs> zero then how will you find a boy like you have to go out and actually meet people right not in today's day and age this was obviously advice given 3 years ago before the situation we're in but that is the way that But you start yes. thinking about it yeah beautiful i think this just starting super important yeah. i think so many people listening to this whatever it is that you wanted to do just start yeah. as half baked as it is trust me within a month or so you'll get better at it you'll get better yeah. and you'll just keep going growing yeah. all the top youtube uh, producers now go to their videos and then do filter by date and That's, go back to yeah. the earlier videos and see what they were like yeah. and now compare them to it everyone starts off not good yeah absolutely and this is in fact amit uh, said that on the episode that i uh, that i had uh, for by the way for those listening and who are slightly confused we threw a couple of amits out there ashwin was referring most likely to amit doshi who runs ibm podcast and, and now i am referring to amit verma who the, who's the guy behind the scene and the unseen show so he gave the example of a youtuber uh, and i'm sure the case is the same for many other youtubers who consistently put out content once every week or once every day or something like that for a period of 6 months got to 100 videos or something and you were still at like some 500 subscribers or something like that. so a lot of effort for ostensibly not that much output and then suddenly things exploded something happened either somebody picked him up or some one of his videos just resonated and then everything else you know fell into place and stuff like that and you know and then the past the, the back catalog got discovered and so on and so forth so i think that's the important thing right uh, i think luck it, it might come but uh, the way amit puts it also is beautiful which is see even if it doesn't become a quote unquote success as long as you are enjoying doing it and getting something out of it mm-hmm. you shouldn't care what you know the rest of the world, uh, rest of the world thinks about it and stuff like that. i think that there is some there is some uh truth uh, to that yeah. so yeah and just bloody start. hard to do very very hard very to hard do to that do. Yeah. to keep yeah. putting out content without it being appreciated yeah. but taking this point forward i think there's an interesting one so not but but a yes and which is that when you think about it the way that i like to create whatever i'm doing is that i have to be ready for success sure that means that those 100 episodes were there ready for that successful moment, moment that somebody yeah. picked you up right you can't wait for that success to happen and say chalo now i'll start making videos frantically yeah, 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 i will put yeah, out 100 yeah. videos in one day yeah, doesn't work yeah. like that you yeah. have to be ready for it like the book that i'm writing i've written a book am i famous no will people buy it probably not but imagine if in a year suddenly whatever that i'm doing suddenly explodes and becomes yeah. very very popular at least there'll be a book ready there'll be this yeah, ready yeah. there'll be that ready so you have to be ready for that success yeah yeah that's a nice way of thinking of and i think why that is difficult ashton for some people is it's very difficult i think for i mean it takes a certain level of narcissism to do that right let's face it right to say that okay someday i'm going to be a success you know uh, let's create this in the hope that tomorrow i'm going to be one of india's top youtubers or something like that in the hope that there is back catalog so there is a certain level of uh, conceit or you know something like that that is involved over there i would like to think but i think that's true for anybody who's putting content out so you know don't let that be to anyone listening who's uh, you know debating whether to do this or not don't like just close your eyes and think of what the best version of this like where could this go where could your little newsletter land you up today dream that dream mm-hmm. and you know let everything else 
uh, fall in place. Yes, you, it doesn't mean that you need to proclaim to the world that yes, I write the greatest newsletter in the world. Everyone follow me and all that. No, let those be sort of internal checks for yourself. Uh, but yeah, uh, what you said makes absolute sense. I never, uh, to be honest, I never thought of it that way. But yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it inherently comes to uh, <laughs> comes to us after making content for so long. No, and and it's not just content. It's also like if you have a business. Yeah. Now, if you Absolutely. close your eyes and say, "What would my business look like in its best avatar?" Yeah. Right. If you can visualize that aspect of it, yeah. and yeah. then you start just creating the foundation for that, then suddenly when it happens, you're ready with the foundation. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So it is yeah. not necessarily like uh, like about self, you know, like your ego and pampering and stuff like yeah, that. But yeah. it is about visualizing, saying that wow, this is the direction that I want to take. Because if you yeah. don't know the direction, there's yeah. no way that you're going to get there. Absolutely. Uh, this reminds me of something. I never thought that I would bring advertising into this, but I was in one workshop that uh, one very senior head of strategy was. Uh, uh, conducting for a very, very big brand. And uh, I've never seen this workshop being conducted before. And I was just blown away by the simplicity of it. One was, assume, and it was for a uh, it was for a company that was fledging at that time and is now, of course, uh, now a behemoth. Um, assume that this brand is going to be a success in 15 years and it has transformed India, et cetera, et cetera. And all of you are the founders and you are sitting for a press conference mm-hmm. and you are asked what are the reasons that has led to its success, mm-hmm. right? And now dream and say what all actually happened. Doesn't matter if it is part of the plan right now, just dream and think of products, this thing, that thing, whatever it is. And that is great. And then in about half an hour, he flipped the tables completely and said, this brand has gone to the pits in two years Mm -hmm. and all of you are responsible and you are sitting for the press conference same thing what are the reasons why Mm -hmm. I love that and somewhere else I read something like and this is something that advertising people hate to do uh, which is to try to kill an idea before uh, putting it out in in some sense doing a pre-mortem what are the various reasons for which an idea might not work and so all these all these things I think are very important be it in advertising be it for content creation ideas whatever it is because I think it's very important as in and I'm sure you'll agree with me to have a very realistic sense of okay, what is this content? Like, is, it a, is this a good idea? What are the reasons for which it can succeed or cannot succeed? Delusion, I think, is a very, very dangerous trap to get into. So a sen- healthy sense of reality with respect to everything, maybe most importantly, relationships, mm-hmm. uh, I think is very important uh, overall. And doing some sort of, I don't have any habits to do that, but I think doing a check once in a while with your partner, with your project, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, I think would be a very good thing to do. In fact, Tim Ferriss has a good way of doing that with the, with relationships. Yeah, yeah, his, he does the, the girlfriend and him have his have that monthly by by monthly week meeting by monthly like, review or something review which, of the relationship. Yeah, which, which uh, the first time I heard it, I was like, that is such a but no, it's actually a very good thing to do. We should try it sometime. Very yeah, smart, very smart thing, thing to do. Yeah. Um, so the pre mortem exercise, I think, is a absolutely brilliant exercise. What it does is it suddenly brings out. What are the possibilities of failure that you had never yeah. even thought about or dreamt about? Yeah. And the first time my finance, my uh, business consultant, finance consultant did this with me. We just started the business. I, I completely with full excitement, I told him about my, this is my yeah, business yeah, idea. Yeah. And all. Now imagine it shuts in the next five years. Uh, every <laughs> yeah, single yeah. gali that you could have possibly thought about came to my mind. Yeah. How dare you crush my idea? That was the first time I was doing this exercise. Yeah. Then I saw the value of it. Yeah. And I think, in whatever venture you do, it's important to do both of these, which is what you said. One is the unbelievable success, yeah. what happened, and what is the horrible worst burn, crash scenario. and burn, yeah. and what happened in that scenario. And then scenario. prepare for it, and then prepare for what the worst case scenario would be. Yeah, fantastic. I think that's a nice way to round that 
uh, that little habit yeah. of I'm not sure quite where we started, but I love like how it ended. Uh, full meandering. Yeah, full meandering. I love mm-hmm. I I love it when things you know when uh, things meander like this. Uh, Deepak, thank you so much. How can people get in touch with you? Do you want to direct people into certain things that you're doing? Yeah, sure. So uh, as you can see, I ended up uh, I ended up doing uh, quite a few things, but I'm reasonably active on social media, though I don't check as often uh, as I used to back in the day. Uh, Chuck underscore Gopal on Twitter and uh, at Chuck of All Trades on Instagram are where I'm most active on. Uh, I do a lot of projects ranging from you know these podcasts and uh, my digital marketing course and a few other things. I've actually made a website just to consolidate everything together. So Chuck of All Trades is the website that I've just created a few uh, weeks back. Uh, so everything that I do is in uh, is in there. And yeah, hopefully you'll find something that interests you. There's a music group that I run on Telegram with a friend where we try to share one nice piece of rock or metal every day. Uh, and yeah, that might be a decent place to start as well. So yeah, all these will be on that website. So I hope that helps. Bapre, you're doing so much stuff. So interesting. No, all of these, Ashton, uh, they, they are all just uh, ways to keep me, if you notice, all of these things are just ways for me to uh, keep up with things that I'm interested in. That music group, for instance, forces me to go and listen to Spotify's new releases so that I know what's up. So, yeah. Uh, Interesting. All of Passion these projects that grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Deepak. Thank you so much for this conversation. And thank you guys. If you've listened to this far, to me rambling on like this. I hope you enjoyed that. For me, it was really great to appear on a show like The Habit Coach. There is a part two to this episode, which we will do next week. So I hope you look forward to that. Catch you next time. And thank you for staying subscribed to Getting My... Oh, 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 one more thing. One more thing. I have one thing for you. Um, Remember last week I said that I'd like to involve you, the listener, in some way or the other. And yes, that is exactly what I want to do over here. So my idea is to try and answer questions that you might have. And I'm going to call this Ask Meta. Um, It's still a working title, but I hope it works. So if you listen to the show and if you've, you know, been following some of the work that I've been doing and you've been pondering around questions like this, I'd love to try and help you out. I'd love to answer questions that you might have or give you a point of view or something like that. So here's what you should do if you want to ask me something related to the stuff that I've spoken about or, you know, anything of that sort. Send me a mail on the email ID that I have in the show notes. That's chuck at chuckofalltrades.in. Type in your question, send it across to me. Um, I might ask you for a voice note later so that we can play it into the episode itself. And two weeks from now, I'll compile a couple of these, uh, compile a few of these and I'll you know, put out a fresh episode called Ask Meta. So let's see how that goes. So yes, I hope you take me up on that offer. And it's something that I'm looking forward to as well. A little nervous <laughs> to be uh, doing something like that. But let's see how it goes. If you don't want your uh, if you don't want your voice or name to be read out on air, happy to do that as well. Uh, we'll anonymize it and I'll read out the question. But yeah, let's see how it goes. Mail me first and then we'll take it up ahead from there. Again, chuck at chuckofalltrades.in. The email ID is in the show notes. So feel free to mail me. And hey, if you just want to drop me a line of feedback as well, that works too. See you soon next week with another bonus episode of Getting 